0: Hey, this is Chris from Like Pacific, and you're listening to Spitting Thoughts.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 78 of Spinning Thoughts. This is Angelo coming at you, and I want to thank you for being here. I am certainly having a good time uh, bringing some of the best bands in the scene to your ears. Um, And a lot of you are actually bringing it to me, so I appreciate that symbiotic relationship that we have here, everybody. So if you're not following us on Twitter, please do so, at Spin Thoughts. I would appreciate it. We're also on Facebook and all that other stuff if you want to... Get down there. Uh, everybody, I have a really, really awesome guest today for episode 78. He's in a band that is kicking a lot of ass, so, you know, you probably know who I'm talking about. Everybody, please help me in welcoming, I've got Chris from Like Pacific. Chris, what up, dude? Hey, what's going on, my man? How you feeling today?
0: Uh, I'm feeling pretty good, man. Just been, uh been home in Toronto for the past couple of weeks and uh, just really... Uh... Really enjoying my summer right now. Great. First time we've been home in uh, probably like the past three years. So it's, it's almost a little weird not knowing what to do with my time. But, uh, you yeah, we're, we're getting there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, don't get used to it because you know it's going to change soon, right? Oh, it always does. You never <laughs>
0: stay. Uh, it, we're never able to stay too comfortable in one spot, including home. It's
1: Ser- such a bummer. <laughs> Seriously, man, it is a bummer. But uh, glad you're home and uh having a good summer any big plans for the summer for you beyond like the band stuff like you doing anything cool
0: for, like personal life yeah
1: um honestly just kind of
0: taking it easy really i'm just gonna go hang out with my girlfriend yeah <laughs> as much as i can i don't blame you. uh I'm I'm, I'm I'm actually going to uh i'm actually going to a, a wwe event next month which no i very, very very excited about oh cool yeah dude I'm a, I'm a huge pro wrestling guy so i get to go see um I haven't been to a televised event in years, so it's going to be very cool to see, uh, yeah, to, to to see the the live show. Who's yeah. your favorite wrestler? Modern day
1: or ever? Uh, or <laughs> what's, what's Dude, right yeah, there, you're yeah. right. I, I should have been a little <laughs> bit more specific. Uh give me, give me both. Like, give me like a modern day and like just like a traditional classic like wrestler.
0: Okay, a traditional classic. Um, I'm going to go with the obvious of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh hell he
1: yeah! He just
0: kicked ass and took names. <laughs> Sick.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Uh modern day probably my boy Kevin Owens. He's, okay. Uh, he's a Canadian pro he's a Canadian wrestler from Montreal. Uh very much like Stone Cold, he kind of kicks ass and takes names. Uh doesn't really uh doesn't really follow authority too much, just kind of does his own thing and yeah. you know, wins titles while he does it.
1: I always was a fan of Sting. What do you think of Sting?
0: Oh, Sting was sick. Yeah. Sting was like Sting was the only reason I watched WCW sometimes. Like Me other too. than the NWO Yeah. Sting was like a staple for that company so he was sick you know eventually when he when he made his way to the wwe last uh last year or the year before that was like that was like that was sick was like i've never i've never in a million years would have ever imagined seeing in a wwe ring and it happened and it so was he
1: sick. he's still wrestling uh, i think he retired recently but you're saying in the last year or so he was wrestling still he, uh, he
0: was gone for a while and then he came back
1: and, uh, he went into the hall of fame for the WWE. Yeah.
0: Um, and they actually brought him, they, they brought him in for a few, for a few bouts. So I think it was like two or three events and then, uh, he kind of just hung up his boots and
1: now he's done. There we go. Uh, yeah. Sting was always a favorite and, uh, you could always consider doing like a Chris Jericho kind of thing. Um, it just in the opposite direction, like, he rocks out, and what is it, Fozzy, I think, is what it's called? Um, yeah, yeah, he's so, the
0: lead singer of Fozzy. Yeah, yeah, dude, so
1: you can do, like, the reverse, and, like, get into pro wrestling, would you do it? Dude, honestly, if I
0: had the money, and if I had the, and if I had the complete, you know, amount of time, and if I was in the physical shape, I would 100% love to become a pro wrestler. Dude, dude who would that's, that's a literal childhood dream, of Yeah.
1: mine. Okay. Uh, seriously, though, Chris, is it more of a childhood dream to be a pro wrestler or to be rocking it out in a band?
0: Oh, that was a good one. Uh,
1: they're both kind of the
0: same thing, to be honest okay. with you. They're both uh, they both require the same amount of grind coming up. Yeah, you know, it's like, but you know, coming up as a band, uh, you play a bunch of bullshit ass shows, even just to get noticed. You know, yeah, and then it's kind of the same thing from you know what I, from a few of the pro wrestlers that I do know uh, you know, they haven't quite hit the WWE yet, but they're, you know, they're slowly making their way up. You know, you, you kind of do the local scene for a bit and, you know, you, you do these matches for like a hot dog and a handshake. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> eventually you get up. Yeah, man, it's, it's a real life. Um, and oh, you know, man. all in an effort to get, to get noticed. So it, it's kind of got the same upbringing. Um, I think for me personally, uh, for me personally, they're, they're about the same. Okay. About the same kind of dream. I've, uh, I'm obviously achieving music obviously, right, but, right. uh. You know, if if wrestling was a thing, I would have hundred percent jump on that opportunity. But well, I don't I physically don't think I have the, uh, the physical stamina or the uh, physical shape to to compete in the WWE, but well, yeah,
1: that'd be sick. Chris, sure. you're not the only one in this conversation that would lack in that area as well for wrestling. I would not be in shape to I would I would die, I think maybe. Um <laughs> <laughs> something would go wrong. I can tell you that much. Um all right, so um, Back on to the music side of things. The wrestling stuff maybe we'll see come down the line here at some point with your crossover into there like Chris Jericho did on the reverse. Um, so Like Pacific dropped its latest album, Distant, like you asked, in February of 2016, and I think it is such a gem of an album. Uh, It really kicks a lot of ass. So looking back on all the work that went into it and really reflecting on all that's been going on since its release. How do you feel about the whole thing?
0: Uh, overwhelmed. Honestly, <laughs> like from like the res- from the response from not only our team, like our label and our management, but like especially our fans. Like we never in mean, a million years thought our record would have touched as many people and yeah. have done as as well as it did. Um, you know, going into that record, there was really no expectation. I was like that was our first full length record ever, so uh, we kind of just all went into it blindfolded and kind of just kind of hope for the best. And, uh, fast forward, like, you know, a year and a half later, you know, that record got us on a state champs, and neck deep tour and, you know, we ended up doing a warp tour off that record and our own headliner and went to the UK twice. Like the amount of opportunity that that record opened up for us, is fucking unreal, dude.
1: Yeah. It's awesome. And what's great is, so it's been out for over a year now, a year and four months or something like that. Um, so it's still circulating, like it's still like capturing new audiences and everything too. So uh, I think that that's a a pretty awesome achievement right there. You know, what I mean, you guys are still getting buzz from it.
0: Absolutely, and it's a it's a pretty humbling feeling to be honest with you, man. It's it's, it's weird. It's like we uh, you know it's still circulating, and and we're still you know garnering new fans from this record. Meanwhile, we're like we're about to record our second record in like another few weeks. So yeah, uh, yeah. It's cool. It's really funny uh, how that works.
1: So, and hopefully the same thing happens with this uh, new one. And uh, I, I've seen some teasing of this. Um, so I'm not this second. We'll talk about it in another segment. But I'm going to see if you can drop any kind of insight uh, to what we could expect in this next album. But on the topic still of distant, like you asked, uh, how did how does the band approach? writing an album, uh, or specifically maybe even this one. Uh, can you break down the dynamic, fr- uh, the band dynamic, I guess, for me?
0: Well, um, you know, in the
1: past, uh, we kind of just went into the studio because uh, in the past, all
0: we ever released was like EPs and stuff like that. Yep. So uh, the thresh- the threshold for professionalism and, and, and actual real good songwriting was never as high as it was this time around. So, uh, you know, going to the studio bef- before, before, you know, we, we tracked that, just like you asked, it was never like, okay, here, go to the studio and you're going to do a full week of pre-production and songwriting and whatnot. It was always like, all right, go to the studio with what you have and we'll just work on it from there. Whereas this time around we took about like, I think it was about a week and a half, two weeks, um, and really trimmed the fat of a lot of these songs and, and got to write with guys like, uh, with our producer, Sam Guyana and, uh, another producer named Derek Hoffman. We actually got to write with them and, uh, and, and truly, like, like like master the songs and 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 bring them up to the fullest fullest of potential. Um, so it was cool to actually take some extra time, yeah, uh, recording this record and and really perfecting the uh, the, the craft, I guess, and, and the art. Um, you know, it would always start with like a, you know like a it always starts with, with guitars. It always starts with some sort of a riff, yeah, yeah. And, um You kind of just build off of that. Uh, I feel um, I feel vocals are always the last thing that we add. It's uh, it's always the last thing. Definitely, Jordan always has his lyrics written. Yeah, of course. But as far as like melodies and whatnot, and like the actual song itself for uh, for vocals, that's always the last thing for us.
1: Well, I appreciate the insight there. Uh, it makes sense to me, and it's working, so <laughs> don't change it. Uh, now, what track would we'll you do. say you're most proud of? Uh, what song? Yeah. Um,
0: personally, probably, um, probably either distant or assisted breathing. Oh, okay. Uh, distant is definitely the most, um, I think it's the most true to our sound and who we are and yeah. the topics that we sing about. Um, was, and I feel uh, assisted breathing is a very, very different song in the sense that it's not necessarily the kind of sound that we would normally produce, I guess. Um, it's a lot more on the popier side. And uh, ever since like, we, we tracked that song, I always thought of, uh, you know, that song being played at Warped Tour because it kind of has a very outdoor music festival kind of feel to it. Yeah. Especially that chorus. Um, and, you know, eventually we did end up doing Warped Tour. We did end up <laughs> playing it on Warped Tour all summer long last year. So definitely those two songs for sure.
1: Now, kind of on that same idea of uh, what you, what, the songs you're most proud of, what one do you like to rock out live the most? Does, does it change from what you just said from the proud ones? um i really like playing scarred live
0: that's uh that was like the latest song we added to our set list we only started playing it this year oh cool uh that song is a lot of fun so, yeah that chorus just drives and there's just something about it as a bass player you get to i get to have a lot more a lot of fun with that song i get to i get to kind of go up a few notes and and, and follow guitars but as well kind of just do my own thing so definitely scarred is my favorite song to play live right now
1: now Looking into like the whole recording process being in studio, I always like to know uh who tracks the best in studio? Who's like just the most efficient person in the band in this regard?
0: Jordan. <laughs> really? Yeah. Honestly, Jordan. He uh he can go in and bang out a song in I think uh I don't I can't remember which which song on the record, but um I remember he went to the studio and he banged out the song in I think it was three or four takes. And that was like less, less than, less than four hours.
2: <laughs> oh man, yeah,
0: it, dude, it was nuts. Like that dude is the most frantic, uh, I guess, loonyest dude I know, I know <laughs> ever. Um, but when it comes to being in the studio, he's so legit. Yeah, he can just he can focus and just bang out something so quickly and so uh, and so and so wonderfully.
1: I love it. Love it. Uh, very cool. Um, now. Chris, what I want to do is I want to play a song off of this album that we've been talking about. The album is Distant Like You Asked. You cool with that? Yeah, absolutely, man. Awesome. All right, everybody. So we're going to play 22A off the latest album, Distant Like You Asked, from Like Pacific. Enjoy.
2: house that's not my home I chose a place that I kept close you're living carefree but can you help me I'll be the one who sees you most your hands don't work I suffer too but not as much as you cause you can't pick and choose In my head I threw flowers On your casket They were purchased
1: Just finished listening to 22A off the latest album, Distant, Like You Asked, from Like Pacific. Uh, the band dropped an official music video for the track about four months ago, I believe, Chris. Um, how does the band approach the creative process with music videos? Um, we definitely try to not necessarily
0: mimic, but definitely mirror uh whatever the song is about really. Okay. Um, especially 20, especially 22 a, um, you know, that song's about losing someone that you love. And, um, you know, that was specifically about Jordan's grandmother. Um, so, you know, when it, when it came to do that video, we tried to make it as, um, as rustic and as like senior looking as possible. Like, like a, if wanted a feel of a home that, that felt like it was lived in by, you know, a grandmother or a grandfather, yeah. or both of them, uh, definitely try to have the same kind of feel as the song does. You know, if it's a, If it's um, a much more poppier, bouncier song, we'll try to have a little bit more fun in the video. But if it's a lot more serious and dark, we'll definitely try to mirror that um, visually as well.
1: So I asked who uh, in a previous segment here, the one uh, we just came out of, who tracked the best in the studio. I'm going to ask you, who's the best actor? Or actually, no, who's the worst actor (laughs) is what I want (laughs) to know.
0: Probably me, to be honest. I can't keep a straight face. (laughs) by any means
2: man it's <laughs> funny like as soon as the uh as soon as
1: the cameras are on i'll buckle and actually I'll, I'll start laughing <laughs> is it like, t- like a terrible actor man yeah dude i i asked that question really because like you know i've jammed in bands but i've never like really done a music video I, and i just am so intimidated by them like i'm really impressed by like any band that that goes out there in this medium and really like nails it which you guys have clearly done um so I just feel I'd be into – I would probably be the worst actor um, in a music video. I really do. I believe I would. <laughs> Welcome to the club, man. <laughs> it's, <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> it's a lonely club. Uh, That's it. Now, um, is there any behind-the-scene info regarding the filming of 22A uh, that you can tell us anything that maybe not a lot of people know?
0: Um, that house was actually uh, – I can't remember who it was, but as a Canadian – not not necessarily celebrity, but uh, a staple Canadian who okay. um, who has a name for for herself, uh, and it was, it was actually a home that that was rented for for any kind of event. You can have, you can rent it for uh, shoots like that. But I think for the most part, it's like almost like a tourist attraction. Yeah, okay. Uh, that people go, go people go out to that that part of Ontario for to to physically just like look and to to, to have the same feel in the house. I can't remember who it was though. I wish I, I wish I could, but. Um, but yeah, no that that you know that the house wasn't an actual like you know livable house or anything like that. It was <laughs> kind of a house that, uh, that um you know it was a tourist attraction, really.
1: What? How long did it take to film? Was it a one day thing, two day?
2: Uh, that
0: video was actually that yeah that was actually the shortest shoot we've ever had. Um, that video was done in about eight hours. Wow. So, uh, the distant video was done over like three or four days. Yeah. You know, at eight hours each. Wow!
1: um, Yeah, that's impressive.
0: So yeah, we got we got it all done in one day. It was sick, all in the same house as well. A couple of different shots, but uh, yeah, it was like the shortest one of them all.
1: Earlier in this episode, you referenced uh, about to hit the studio. I think here in about two weeks or so uh, for a new like Pacific album. Uh, Back in June, the band posted on the socials uh, that you were about to be writing and tracking a new record. So this is like really exciting stuff. uh, As we discussed. Uh, the previous album is over a year old, and there's no timeline. It's so again, it's circulating, it's buzzing, it's great. Um, but what what can you give us, uh, in terms of like any inside info to this? I mean, is this a full length an EP? I know it's so early, you're not going to tell me much. Um, I, uh, I I can definitely tell you it's
0: it's definitely a full length record.
1: It okay, would 100% all right, be
0: a full length record. Cool. Um, I can't I couldn't tell you how many songs, but uh, that's okay. Full length record.
1: <laughs> all right. All right. That, I actually, I, I'm happy with that. Um, so with, with this idea of an upcoming, uh, full length, you know, uh, or at least you're heading into the studio to, uh, record it. What's the, what's the goal? What do you want to accomplish with this? Because so much as you, as you said, and it's clearly obvious, I mean, distant, like you asked, created so many opportunities for the band and still is creating opportunities for the band. Um, sure. So what could be the goal now? Uh, definitely to top *Disson* like *Us*. You, you know, um, I remember
0: I, I, I read a, a review one time when *Disson* came out last year, and I was like, you know, this this record, this record and this band are great, but I don't think they'll be able to top their own release with like whatever follows Dism yeah. like *Us*. And it kind of stung a bit. I was like, what the fuck? Like you, you barely even know us. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's almost like how how dare you? How dare you even say that we can't even top our own release? Um, but I definitely, the goal is definitely to have a bigger and better record in every aspect when it comes to musicianship, when it comes to, uh, campaigning for the release, when it comes to, um, uh, artwork, the overall feel for the record, when it comes to relate- relatability, we definitely want the record just to be a bigger and better record than what like U.S. was. That's all we can really do at this point. Yeah, so for it's sure. Like, uh, yeah. With the second th- record coming out, it's either... Sophomore slump or comeback of the year, right?
1: (laughs) And and everybody, you're right. Like everybody talks about this next one always being like the toughest one. Um, I don't. Of course, it's gonna be, you know, uh, tough. Maybe you could say, but I think if anything, it's gonna be an awesome adventure. And um, I think that you're in the perfect place to top the last one. I mean, the the energy and the excitement right now is is pretty. Pretty much awesome. So, um, for sure, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Cannot wait to hear more about this uh, coming throughout the year and whatnot as you drop the details. Um, Wicked. What's gonna be the same and what's gonna be different? Or again, I, you haven't started recording it, but w- how do you hope for like the sound to evolve? Um, I definitely feel <laughs> we kind of so- we kind
0: of spoke about this as a band. Um, I almost feel Jordan's gonna be a little bit more harsh on the record uh, okay. in every okay. aspect when it comes. Yeah. When it comes to like his delivery of, of lyrical content, I think it's going to be just as bitter and just as uh, cold <laughs> yeah. as this, like you asked, was. Uh was. But I also feel it's going to be, I also feel like in, in, in I, I guess in his own head, he feels he's going to be a lot more harsh uh, on the vocals, but like, on the, you know, on the microphone, I think he's going to be a little bit more on the yelling side and, and, and definitely have uh, a lot more screaming kind of parts and less actual singing. You know, awesome. Jordan's never been an actual singer. So when Dism Like You Asked came out and we were tracking that record, um, I remember our producers at the time were just like, you know, try singing a little bit more. You know, try <laughs> this, like, see what it's like. And, you know, he did it and it worked. It definitely worked. But I think now, you know, with a second record under, you know, with us doing a second record, I feel like, you know, we can kind of take back our freedom a little bit when it comes to creativity and uh, kind of just like choose what we want to do. Like, we know what works, we know what doesn't work we know what Jordan likes and what he doesn't like um so i think he's definitely going to go harder on the record at least uh, at least half the record
1: hell yes i like it this is going to be awesome everybody so uh you're hearing a little bit about it for the first time maybe here on spinning thoughts so chris you are the man appreciate it um <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think this is the first time i've ever actually talked about the record uh like in an interview uh so i think you're I think you're the person i think you, I think you have the exclusive uh exclusive uh, deal right now (laughs) everybody
1: this is one of the moments where i wish i had video of what i'm doing i'm bowing right now for all of you um (laughs) (laughs) so picture that everybody i literally like curtsying or whatever that it was something of that nature um it was theatrical (laughs) um all right dude so look um Something else that's really, really exciting for the band. Like, if I was in, like, Pacific, this would be the thing that is. I'm, of course, recording a new album is so awesome, but I would be so stoked for what I'm about to to talk about here. Um, you guys are going to be supporting Four Years Strong in part two of their tenth anniversary tour, uh, for Rise or Die Trying. You're going to be joined by Seaway, Grayscale, and Life Lessons. Uh, dude how how you feeling about this man probably one of the best
0: lineups uh we've been part of in 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 a a very long time yeah uh warrior strong are obviously you know legends you know they're such a great band with such a crazy history already um we actually you know we we actually co-wrote with uh, with alan for a year in boston like this record wow (laughs) that's a little uh little, little piece of information there but uh yeah, no, it's going to be, dude, it's going to be great. Uh, the, the entire lineup, front to back, is fantastic. Life Lessons, they're a fairly newer band, but uh, they kill it all the time. Like we, We've been on them for a few years. Grayscale, who just put out probably one of the, my favorite records of the year.
1: It is very um, good.
0: Dude, it's incredible. Yeah. That <laughs> new record is Unreal.
1: Yeah, it's definitely better than very good. I said that so nonchalantly. I'm like, yeah, it's very good. Uh, <laughs> no, it's fucking good. It is uh, adornment. I think. Uh, That's the one. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is fucking really great. It's up there as one of my favorite uh, of 2017. So yeah, you're right, man. I mean, the lineup is just sick, nasty. It's Seaway, uh, some Canadian friends. Uh, I'm sure, right? Yeah, yeah. We've actually we've known
0: Seaway for so long. You know, we both the both of our bands came up together. Uh, you know, we would open for each other and do little weekend runs for you know with each other. Yeah, and then you know we both end up getting signed by the same label, by, by Pure Noise. Um, what what a great though, label like, you know, Pure Noise
1: is too, right?
0: They they're the best in the game right now. We uh I such think a so. great family. Um, yeah, no. Ever since we got signed to to Pure Noise, and same with Seaway, like, we've never been able to interact with them though, that much. Though it's like we never really played the same. Like, we never had the same tour opportunities as each other. So, everyone for a long time was like, Oh, yeah, you guys and Seaway, you know, two of the biggest Canadian pop punk bands right now on the same label. Like, you guys will definitely tour together. And, you know, for the first time in, in forever, this is, the, this is the first time like we're actually going to be on the same tour. Like, we've been booked on the same festivals as, as them, you know, for the past, I guess, year or two. But um, this is actually our first tour with Seaway as a signed band. So, this is, uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Going out with homies that we've known for so long, for so many years. Uh, they're all great cats. Great band as well. So, it's, um, so yeah, again, the lineup in general is just going to be fucking phenomenal. And you're I mean, actually going to— entire night front and back.
1: Yeah, uh, insane. And you're going to be with Seaway even later in the year. I think in November in Canada, you're going to be going with Silverstein, right? For a couple days. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're going to be uh, hopping on for about four days before Creeper— uh, take the rest of the tour dates from us but uh <laughs> yeah no it's gonna be <laughs> no, we, we you know it, it's all good we love those guys too but uh uh yeah no it's gonna be, it's, it's cool it's, it's like a full Canadian tour really it's like that whole tour is gonna, it's all Canada and you have us Silverstein and Seaway who are all Canadian as well we're yeah. all within I think an hour drive of each other too which that's is insane too
1: yeah that is so yeah. cool it, it, it brings me to this question uh I'd say in general Right now, the music scene is like super like tight knit. And There's this I'm speaking like is this in the scene in general. And from what I can see with like bands in the States, like there's a great like competition like that to like do better. But like it's a healthy competition. Does that exist? And of course, everybody's all in the same sphere of music. But is that the same with like the bands in Canada? Like, is there a healthy competition? How do you guys look at it from that perspective? It, see, it's funny for because for so many years,
0: Canada was never really a thing for when it comes to like the whole alternative umbrella warp tour yeah. genre of music. Uh, you had a couple of bands like Silverstein and then maybe, maybe Boys Night Out and, the, and like Alexis on Fire, and that was it. Um, over the past like five years, there's been like a resurgence. Like the scene has been um, just so healthy. It
1: really uh, is. With
0: bands, like, with bands like us and Seaway, safe to say, Cold Front. Like we're all we all came up at the same time and we literally all got picked up by labels in and around the yeah, same time. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, there's definitely a, 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 ho- a dose of healthy competition, but I think it's definitely much, much more everyone just kind of helping each other out and, you know, continuing to, to make the scene as good as it is. Because right now you look at it and like the province of Ontario is absolutely killing it for bands, you know, like everyone I mentioned plus bands and counterparts, even, uh, you know, like, yeah, we're all homies. We've all supported each other for, time we've all opened for each other and played like local shows together and we're all seeing some sort of line of success in it right now and it's just it's such a great time to be a fan of music when, when it comes to being canadian
1: no doubt and you still got like the ogs like some 41 doing their thing you've got simple plan doing their thing so absolutely billy talent still killing it in stadiums like i just saw the very, flat-liners very, very last right night um so uh, oh hell yeah yeah so they were in Pittsburgh saw the Flatliners I'm gonna have a vlog about that coming out soon uh and I had them on the show episode 76 so yeah Canada and the bands coming from there right now are like sick nasty sick nasty <laughs> <laughs> Now that's great I um, love it the the tour literally covers uh, back to the the four-year strong tour uh to be specific the tour literally covers just about every market you can think of in the, in the United States. Um yep. Are are there any cities you're looking forward to jamming to or visiting?
0: Uh, obviously anywhere in California. California <laughs> treats. <laughs> California treats like Pacific, like gold. It's awesome. Our labels from there. Yeah. Uh, same with our agent. Same with our management. Like our whole team is from California. But so it's like a second home. That that's that's honestly it, man. It's like we're we're you know we're Canadian bands from Toronto, but. Every time we go out to California, we're just we're treated with such royalty. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> we, we love – everyone's just so chill there. Everyone's very chill and relaxed in California. Um, so it's cool to be able to go out there and so far away from home and, and, and definitely have uh, support the way we would back home in Canada.
1: How, how, how does uh, Like Pacific prepare for a tour like this? Like, what do you guys? Lots of practice. Yeah, I mean, are you? <laughs> is there a game plan? Like, it's still a little bit, you know, down the line here. But you guys are just going to be so busy. You have to have these details, I'm sure. I mean, what's the um, what's the practice schedule? I mean, like, is it rough for you guys, or is it just because you play so much? You know, you don't have to practice as much. See, that's the funny thing. It's not
0: as up until recently uh, that's been a thing. Whereas, um, you know, in the in the past, it was like. Oh, we, you know, it was like a mandatory band practice once a week, yeah. regardless if we had tour plans or whatever. It's like that's kind, that's kind of the way you grow up when it comes to being in a band. Yep. Uh, now we're at the point now where we're all kind of spread out uh, throughout Toronto and the greater Toronto area. Like myself and Jordan are like the only ones who are actually in the city of Toronto now. Was like everyone else is from like uh, you know an hour outside of the city or forty minutes or whatever. Yeah. So. Getting together and plus you know we all have you know we all have lives and stuff like that. Yep. Um, getting together isn't as uh, convenient and it doesn't happen <laughs> as often as it should. Yeah. But, um, but when it comes to tour, like I, I could definitely tell you, prepping for four year, it's going to be a very, very, very busy time. So it's like in between now and when we leave for four year, uh, we're going to be tracking a full length record.
2: Yeah. So <laughs>
0: we'll already have we'll we'll definitely already have like the chemistry and like the uh, you know the, the the vibe of being in a band. Um, I'm tracking the record but it's it's weird it's like we're gonna be tracking all these new songs but then at nighttime or whatever we're gonna have to you know, kind of like dial back and, and play a bunch of older songs at practice yeah so it's kind of like a weird thing it's like oh we we just tracked all these new songs but oh no we're <laughs> gonna be playing a bunch
1: of old ones you know so weird. does this mean that you don't think any new songs from this upcoming album would trickle into any of these tours that we know of in 2017 Ooh, it's, uh, it's a bit too early to say, man, man. I can't,
0: uh, can't really elaborate on that yet
1: <laughs> Okay, you gotta appreciate the question though, right?
0: Absolutely so It's <laughs> definitely a, a realistic question I think a lot of fans would definitely uh, want, it, want me well, the, A lot of fans want me to say yes, I feel Yeah <laughs> But I can't promise anything yet
1: Alright, well, hey, look You know, friends of the show All I can do is ask, okay? And all Chris can do <laughs> is tell me what he's allowed to There's a mutual respect here um, so, That's it just sharing that with us, and be patient. It'll be great when it comes out. So, uh, what's your biggest touring pet peeve? This it's one of my favorite questions. It, it, what pisses people off? It just really it, it excites me.
0: Uh, biggest tour pet peeve. Yeah.
1: Um. People being fucking slobs. Uh, being late. I don't know. I guess you know what. Uh, being rushed on stage. Nothing okay. sucks
0: more than getting to a venue and having and, and this is always normally the venue's fault it's never anyone on the tour yeah it's always the fucking venue's fault for being late or for being fucking lazy whatever yep. it is uh you know show up show up and they, they just kind of like rush your sound check or sometimes you don't even get a fucking sound check Yeah, and you're just Seriously. like all right you're gonna set up your shit yeah you're gonna set up your shit uh make make noise for like a minute and then that's it and then we're going to black out the, the stage, and then you're going to gonna go on in another 45 minutes or whatever. And this is us being, like, the one of four on a package or whatever. Um, but, yeah, man, that, that fucking sucks. It sucks getting, <laughs> to a, getting to a show, being forced to, like, rush on stage, not even being able to check, and there's, like, kids, like, trickling in, in already. Yeah,
2: yeah. And,
0: you know, it's like we're on stage setting up our shit, and then – we get off stage for like 45 minutes or an hour or however long it is. and We go back on and play without even like checking or anything like that. That fucking sucks.
1: Yeah. That sucks a lot. You spend so much time getting to the goddamn venue. You know what I mean? Like you want to kind of enjoy it a little bit. and, and Hours. <laughs> and, and do hours it right. Yeah.
2: Dude, <laughs> I, I
1: agree. That would totally suck. Um, now, how do you pass? You, like, you specifically, how do you pass the time uh, in the van from city to city? I sleep a lot. Do you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I try to, I try to I try to nap as much as possible, man. Cause it's yeah. like, you never get a full night's rest on the road. You're like, very, it's very rare that you get a solid <laughs> eight to 10 hours of uninterrupted sleep. It's like you get, you get, you know, you're lucky if you even get a bed or some sort of soft mattress or, yeah. or, or couch or something like that. Like a lot of the times you spend it on floors and there's people getting up over the, you know, throughout the night, you know, you get stepped on or like, you know, just whatever it is. And, um, so, yeah, you never really get a full night's rest, whereas, so, you know, on the way to shows and stuff like that, I try, to, I try to take that time to rest as much as possible, whether it be sitting up and leaning against the wall of the van or, like, sleeping in the back because we, we have a mattress in the back of our van, uh, trying to take advantage of that for sure.
1: Is there, like, a rotation schedule for the mattress?
0: Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, <laughs> it, goes, it goes to anyone who has driven and co-piloted uh, okay. first. Okay. They, like, they always have the priority.
1: I like that that that's a that's a cool little uh cool little insight there i mean it makes sense um yeah, yeah. it's like a right you it, know <laughs> who, is there like someone who is the preferred driver
0: um probably or, greg to be honest with you yeah. my, my my guitar player greg he um he's just a great driver he he could he you know he could haul ass for for as long as as long as he physically can, which is just usually about like anywhere from five to eight hours at a time, yeah um. And you know he's just super chill. You know, just doesn't doesn't play annoying music. Um, gets really gets really, uh, especially when I co-pilot because I don't really drive to him. I don't really drive at all. Um, I copilot a lot though. But, yeah, uh, he's probably my favorite person to copilot on the drive with. Oh, cool. He's, uh, just, we we usually have like, a really 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 great conversation.
1: That's always fun, and that definitely passes the time. You know, it's just a good old conversation face to face. Absolutely. You know. You, you, you'd you be so surprised how fast the time will go. Um, Now, <laughs> be, beyond playing the shows, what is your favorite thing about touring? What do you love the most?
2: Um,
0: I love meeting people, to be honest with you. I love meeting people for the first time. And, like, you know, over the past three years of touring, I have made some of the greatest friends uh, I'll ever make, ever. Some friends that I actually hold so dearly to my heart. Um, So, yeah, meeting people is definitely my absolute favorite part about touring.
1: Yeah, that would be mine too. I think uh, being able to like just travel and 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 see just such a diverse group of people, you know, from all over the world. Really, you guys are traveling and and touring the world, so that is just so incredible. There's so many beautiful people out there. So. Um Very cool. Now, uh, Chris, as we're getting to the back end of the episode here, uh, there's some even more exciting stuff going on for the band. So, you know, I'm I'm getting so worn out from the excitement here. We're gonna have to finish this. Um, (laughs) So, you guys are gonna be seen on Riot Fest this year, right?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's our it's our first Chicago Riot Fest. We played um we played Toronto Riot Fest in 2015. Oh, okay. This is our first out of town Riot Fest. There we go. uh, Let's be real here. Chicago Riot Fest is like the one you know it's like the biggest lineup out of all the out of all the cities and the most busiest so yeah we're we're stoked to shit to be on rye fest
1: it is seriously gonna be nasty so you guys are gonna be on i think day one which is september the 15th um i'm just gonna say a couple other bands that are playing the same day i mean it is so nasty the, the lineup, uh, <laughs> you, you got nine inch nails, a day to remember Day parade, state champs four years strong sleep on it. Uh, and literally a shit ton of others. And that's only day one. Uh, yep. so, so I mean, what, what could you look forward to most about being a part of something like this? Like, what is the most exciting thing about this? Um, again, I think it's, uh, it's, more, it's uh, it's definitely
0: seeing a lot of friends, um, not only within the whole Chicago area, but like you know, there's a lot of people that travel to Chicago for Riot Fest. Oh yeah, Um and a lot of you know, a lot of bands that we're all homies with. Like we're we're stoked to stoked to hang out with bands like State Champs, The Story So Far. Like we've known those guys for for a little bit now. Um It's it'll be cool to see you know like Nine Inch Nails and like New Order. Like there's just yeah. the whole day <laughs> in general. It's gonna be sick. Like it's it's cool to be able to to see all your homies and as well as like rip a, you know, rip a gig in front of however many people, the attendance at Riot Fest is usually pretty wild. So uh, it's, uh, I feel it's it's almost hard to play a set to to no one (laughs) at Riot Fest.
1: Oh, for sure. Now I, I don't know what the schedule is for you guys in that September area. I'm trying to look it up to see, Um, but are you able to, are you guys going to be there? I know you're playing on day one, which is the 15th. Are you guys there to hang out? Any other days, or are you moving on to something else? Honestly, I'm pretty sure we we move on. I think the
0: 16th we're in another city. I I uh, couldn't tell you for sure or not. Oh, I mean, you I'm know
1: what? Yeah, you're right. This is part of the tour. Yeah, so that yeah that make th- you guys have just incorporated this date into the tour. So, um, yeah, you're right. On September the 16th, you guys are going to be in Detroit. All right, cool. Yeah, um, fuck. There you go. So, but, uh, yeah, Riot Fest is going to be really, really nasty. Now, if you could, and you kind of, like, mentioned, like, Nine Inch Nails, New Order. If you could just put your, like, fan cap on for me, you know, for a second. um, Is there any band or bands that, like, you really would love to see that are on this uh, little music festival? This little known music festival?
0: Uh, Honestly, man, would love to see Danzig. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Let's see Dan Zigg, would love to see Take Back Sunday. Um, uh, the Lawrence Arms, you know, I'm a big old school punk rock guy. And, yep. Uh, I, I've never seen that band. It's like one of the, like, the few bands I've never seen. Uh, you know, Pennywise, I haven't seen in years. They're playing on the Sunday. Um, obviously, Paramore would be sick as well. They put out a gem of a record earlier this year. and
1: it is so I've seen good. Paramore
0: like once ever, like t- over 10 years ago. So yeah. it'd be cool to see Paramore again.
1: Yeah, those uh those would all be really really great performances to see. So anybody who's heading out to uh Chicago uh September 15th through the 17th for this killer ass fest. Enjoy be safe getting there uh and and definitely check out like Pacific on the 15th. Um, so Chris, it's, it's kind of like we're right at the end. I've got one more segment and I know it starts to get, you know, emotional at this point We're we're going to have to get off the phone at some point. Um, I know
0: we've <laughs> built such a great bond at this point.
1: <laughs> we really have. Um, so I created a new segment, uh, that I'm going to test out on you here today and just see how it goes um it, it should be fun okay and if it's not then i'll just cut it and no one will ever know it existed uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um it's called spot on and uh basically here's all it is it's super simple i looked at like pacific spotify uh and i just wanted to okay. see what your top five songs were in terms of like overall plays um all you're gonna do is you're gonna guess the top five from five down to one. I'm curious to see if you have your finger on the pulse of, uh, like, Pacific, and to just, you know, see if you can <laughs> guess it. <laughs> um, you, you cannot cheat. Do not get. Do not go on Spotify right now, Chris. Um, <laughs> put the iPad away. You, you put it away <laughs> now, sir. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's spot on. What do you think? You down? Sure. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. So let's kick it off with. Number 5, this is spot on with Chris from Like Pacific and all you're doing Chris is uh, what do you think is the fifth most played song on your Spotify right now?
0: Number 5 I'm going to say is
1: 22A. Okay? or four. Um, oh no, hold on. We're, we're going to talk about each for a second. I'm going to okay, sure. I'm going to let you know if you're right or wrong so that you can like gauge your next answer. Um Sick.
0: Okay, perfect. So
1: 22A not only is it not number five, it's not in the top five.
0: Oh shit. Is't that nuts? Yeah <laughs> well that's half that's, that's the reason I said it because it's like, oh, it's a newer song and it's got it's got video treatment. And yeah it's the latest song that've ever released. It's got to be number five.
1: I'd be curious to see where it is, but um it is not even in the top five.
0: Oh damn. okay. zero so, for one.
1: <laughs> so do you want I'll, I'll tell you what five is then. So five is assisted breathing.
0: Fuck! You know what? I was. Oh my god! I'm so pissed.
1: I was actually gonna say that, but I was like, no, I can't be. I can't be. <laughs> um. All right. So that was assisted breathing. Uh, what's number four?
0: Uh, I want to say Chine Drive.
1: So not only is that not number four, it's not in the top five. <laughs> 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 number four is Richmond.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. I always forgot about that song for a minute.
1: <laughs> what is number three?
0: Number three has got to be Worthless
1: Case. Ding, ding, ding. Nicely done. Hey, okay. All right. All right. So you got number three, right? What's number two? Distant. It is not distant. Do you want to take another oh, guess? Wow. This uh, one might surprise you. It's a, it's a great, great song, actually. Uh, But it did surprise me. Suffering, dude. Yeah, it's suffering. Yeah, hey, there we go. <laughs> so, that's off of the 2015 self titled EP. Uh, and it's the only one in the top five that's not on distant, like you asked. So, um, Chris, I'm gonna give you a drum roll here. What's number one? Yes, it is. There you go. Hey,
2: <laughs>
0: <dude>. <laughs>
2: are you are you surprised? I need I
1: number.
0: Number one and two was definitely going to either be suffering or is going to be distant. Like, I I only said suffering because that's like the oldest song that we have on Spotify. Like one of the oldest. Yeah. Like, so when we announced our signing, we had suffering as like the track to come along with it. So you I know just that
1: assumed was it had the most time to collect the listens then.
0: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it has to, be, it had to have hit a million by now.
1: <laughs> it's definitely over a million. Yeah. Um. That one. Let me tell you. Hold on. Suffering is at. 1,141,733 and distant is at um oh, you know what dude i i think i okay yeah yeah all right so distant is 1,369,031 so Gotcha. You got two over the million mark. That's pretty fucking awesome. So that was hey, I take it that was uh, spot on with Chris from Like Pacific. Chris, give me your honest feedback, man. Is this a decent segment? Should I toss it?
0: I, I dig it, dude. It's uh, it's it's like you said. It's, it's it's cool to see if that particular band member or members are actually pulse, you know, spot on with their own band. Yeah, you know, that's that's good. I like that. I've never I've never done something like that before.
1: Cool. All right. So at least it's it's something that's new. I can get down with that. If it's just like recycled shit, then I don't want to, I want to be a pioneer. Okay, guys, I want to be a pioneer in segment creation, in podcast segment <laughs> creation. I want to be the godfather of this shit. Okay. So, absolutely, you want, you want that shit to go on YouTube eventually, you <laughs> yeah. know, have your own channel with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I love it. Uh, Chris, uh, b- <laughs> before we sign off, is there anything else you'd like to add or say to your fans? Um, honestly, to anyone who's
0: bought our record or streamed it or bought merch or, you know, come to see us at whatever, you know, any tour that we've done over the past, like, three years, uh, honestly, thank you. Thank you for making um, our dreams come true as a band. Thanks for thanks for all the support. Uh, we hope you like our new record. <laughs> Not out yet, but... You know,
1: nice. <laughs> and we will be... Uh, At least I will be waiting very patiently uh, for anything that tells me more about what is coming uh, with some new music from Like Pacific. So, Chris, hang on tight. We're going to talk off the air. But thank you. I really appreciated your time uh, being on Episode 78 of Spinning Thoughts. Thank you. Once again, I'd like to thank Chris from Like Pacific for being with me here for Episode 78 of Spinning Thoughts. These guys are going to be on tour with Four years Strong starting September the 6th through October the 20th for the 10th anniversary tour of Rise or Die trying with Seaway, Grayscale, and Life Lessons. They'll be on Riot Fest September the 15th, a few dates in Canada in November, and according to Chris, we have the exclusive drop of a full-length album being worked on here in the coming weeks, so keep your eyes and ears open. While you're checking out Like Pacific, check us out on Twitter at SpinThoughts. We have a Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. So find us, like us, share us, love us, please. You can subscribe to the show for free on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, all that jazz. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com. Make sure you're checking out Metal Thoughts and Fan Thoughts, some good content there. Everybody, thank you so much for being here. Don't miss our premiere episodes on Adobe Radio every Thursday at midnight this week. We have Frank Zumo from Sum 41 on the show for Episode 79. He is nominated for the APMAs this year on July the 17th for Best Drummer. Sum 41 is also nominated for Artist of the Year and Music Video of the Year. So don't miss that. Adobe Radio every Thursday at midnight. Everybody, you know I just care about you so much. Let's keep building this friendship that we've started. Be safe out there. And remember, until next time, share music. Bread Love.